Good morning, everyone. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name. The writer says, O Most High. So let me add my gratitude um, for your willingness to step out on faith with us this morning. Amen. I want to take just a few minutes and just to encourage us a little bit. And so this morning I want to encourage us just using these three phrases. Healed to bring healing. Comfort to comfort. Delivered to declare. So healed to bring healing. Comfort to comfort. Delivered to declare. Delivered to declare. Those are these three phrases. And I want to use um, a few passages just to give us what this is all about. In Matthew 15, verse 22 through 29, uh, the Bible talks of a particular incident with this woman, a Shunammite woman. Uh, sorry, sorry, Samaritan woman. I know we've gone over to Old Testament. Samaritan woman. And she approached Jesus concerning the healing of her baby. And from the look of the scripture, it would appear as though Jesus kept on rebuffing her. And as he says she came for this healing, wanting for her daughter to be well, and he said to her, no. And she persisted. And in her persistence, Jesus made the statement. It is not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now, the, when you read that and hear that, it would appear as though Jesus is calling her a dog. The sentiments among the Hebrews, among the Jewish people, in relation to these Samaritans, was that they actually treated and relate to these people as though they were dogs. But Jesus used this enigma to draw out her faith and to allow her to believe him and to come into something greater. So there are two things I want to highlight out of this. Thing number one, that if you are going to receive something from the Lord, you have to be willing to press in to God. You have to be willing to push beyond the shame, beyond the embarrassment, beyond the denial, beyond everything that stands as an opposition to you coming into what you need to get. So that's the first thing. You have to be willing to push. Everybody say, push. And you have to be willing to push against embarrassment. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. And in most cases, why persons do not ask is because they're embarrassed. So we have to push beyond the embarrassment to come into what we need to come into. So that's the first thing coming out of that. Secondly, I want to highlight 
that the bread is already yours. The bread is already yours. So even though this woman was a Samaritan, the reality of the situation was that Jesus came to have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of him. So whether she was Samaritan, whether she was Grecian, Roman, or even as a Jew, the reality is he came for all those who were not saved. And by virtue of her push and her quest, she would come into this breakthrough that Jesus had for her. I want to remind you that the bread belonged to you. Just kind of wave at someone and say to them, the bread belonged to you. I mean the whole loaf. Yeah, the whole loaf. It's not just the crumbs. Because that's what Jesus was getting at. Also, if I might just add here, is that when she received healing, it wasn't crumbs she got. She didn't get crumbs. And even if it was the crumbs, if the crumbs could heal her daughter, can you imagine what the whole bread would do? Amen? Amen. And so, here, she has received healing for her daughter. What do you think her testimony is going to sound like after this? What do you think is going to happen when she's trying to explain to the neighbors how her daughter become well? Every time she mentioned that child's healing, she cannot do so without declaring who did it. I said, she cannot do so without declaring who did it. And so it is with you and I, that when we come into a breakthrough, it is impossible to actually acknowledge our breakthrough without saying, who did it? Who did it? The next area, comfort to comfort. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4 and verse, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 and 4 says this that God is the God of all comfort not only is he the God of all comfort but he has comforted all of us now the word comfort is used in a very prolific way because in this case um, if we had a young baby we tend to put them over on the shoulder and the Jamaican word would be the word to buy them which is to comfort, to actually keep patting on the back until they console themselves, if they were tearing up or crying. But this word comfort covers a lot more. The idea here is that anyone who is walking through any form of trouble, whatever it is, that this word comfort is to say that God show up in the midst of your situation and became your deliverer. I want to say that again. So he shows up in the middle of your situation and he became your deliverer. He became your freedom. He became your song. He became your shield. He became the one who grants you the breakthrough. So the comfort here, if you were sick, then the comfort you'd have received, based on how the word is used, is that you'd have received your healing. If you had neighbors who were giving you trouble, then the comfort that you would have received is either they become peace with you. The Bible says when your ways please the Lord, then he makes your enemy become at peace with you. 
are some other ways of alleviating the stress and the trouble. If your need is in the area of resources, finances, and so on, then the comfort that God gives is that he beats every need you have. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? And the idea with this word, what makes it so beautiful, is what is found in the next verse. He says, now, God of all comfort have comforted you. Now, you need to comfort someone else. So the God of all comfort has comforted you. Now, you need to comfort someone else. That is a profound piece of truth. It means that we don't just take everything and hoard it. We don't just get a breakthrough and we alone knows about it. The purpose of a testimony is that you are using it to encourage others for them to know that in the same way God came through for me, you are no different. I said in the same way God came through for me, for you there is no difference. And I have seen the delivering power of the Lord. Brethren, I said I have seen the delivering power of the Lord. And I'm telling you that you will also see the deliverance of the Lord. You will see his power come in the midst of your situation and to bring you freedom. I, if I may take a two-minute testimony, I don't know how I'm going to condense it. But there was a point where I would have these vicious headaches. It traveled with me for a very, very long time. These headaches were so vicious that when they come on, I lose visibility in my eyes. I couldn't see clearly. It, it, it was so horrific. I would take the largest bath towel I could find and twist it into a twist and then wrap it around my eyes and my head and tighten it just to cut the blood supply off to my brain, just to get a little relief. And that went on for quite a while. I remember one day I was out in Central Village. And while I was there, it came on. And I lose sense of caution, direction, and just being fully aware of my surroundings. And so it happened just at the point I'm about to cross the street. When I look up, I'm not able to see anything. And I look down and I'm not seeing anything. And I waited. And then, when I felt that the course was clear, I decided to step out. And I felt a hand hit me in my chest. Woof, and push me back into the sidewalk. And by the, as the moment I came back onto the sidewalk, the car went... Woof, This is the Lord in all of his graciousness deciding to spare my life that day. I didn't say a man pushed me. I just a hand appeared in thin air and just pushed me out of the way. That kind of a comfort. That the Lord whom we worship is such a deliverer that even in the midst of your situation when you are unaware of what's happening with you, he has already made provision. I don't know if you hear that properly, but he has already made provision. So whatever you are going through right now, even if it requires angelic intervention, that God is prepared to release an angel for your freedom. 
That's the comfort that I want for you to have this morning and this day. That you and I know that he doesn't leave us. The Bible says he doesn't leave us as orphans. Right now some of us like myself, I have lost both my mother and my father. But I'm certainly not orphan. <laughs> I'm not orphan because he says, I, when your mother and your father are not there, he the Lord takes you up. I said, I said he will do what? He will take you up. And if you are walking through a difficulty in your marriage relationship, he says, I'm the one that will comfort you. I'll take care of you. And then finally, delivered to declare. Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 3, tells that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say that with me. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. One more time. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. One more time. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. No, man, you, you, you're, not, you're not doing it right. So let me, let me help you a little bit so you understand. No, that, that anointed word means to, to smear. Um, to rub on. It's... It's kind of what you ladies do when you stand before the mirror and you add in on blush and rouge and what the other stuff you put on. Um, and lotion and oils and, and mascara. And, and I, hear, I hear my sister says foundation, whatever that is. I'm not just sure how you get foundation up here and not down there. But foundation. And so you have to put on foundation. So when we're talking about an anointing, we're talking about something that is massaged in. That it's not just a casual coming upon. It's that when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, He works His way inside of you. He's massaged in. As a matter of fact, while one of the reasons why oil is used is because if you put oil on your skin, it's only a matter of time before it finds its way inside your skin. So it must, it works itself in. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say that again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has massaged himself into me. And therefore he has anointed me. He has equipped me. And now he's going to tell you what. What, what is he, has he equipped you for? He has equipped you that you should do what? Should do what? So he has anointed me. He says... <clears throat> to preach good tidings to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive to open prison doors to, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God I love this one because he's saying not only are you anointed to produce a result but you are also anointed to judge your enemies <laughs> the day of vengeance of our God and so we are delivered so that we might declare to someone else what we have received. He has been, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you so that when you receive healing, that grace that brings you healing, that grace that set you free should not just be left on you. If you receive healing, then you need to find someone else and release healing upon them. You need to be able to say, listen, it's, it's like the man who was blind. He says, once I was blind, but now I can see. 
I was deaf one time, now I can hear. I was bound by demons one time, now I'm set free. And you are proclaiming that so that someone else might experience it. Proclaiming that so that someone else might experience it. Now part of the importance of this day is that we are called that we are reminded that our healing was not just secured today. Not only was it not just secured 2,000 years ago when Jesus actually died, but 6,000 years plus before that, Isaiah declared that with his stripes we were healed. So even if we don't go all the way back to Genesis, we are 2,000 years plus years since Jesus died. Isaiah says that's not just when it happened. He said 6,000 plus years before that, Isaiah declared that your healing was already complete. No, you didn't hear that. So your healing is at least 6 plus 2, 8,000 years minimum secured. I said your healing is at minimum 8,000 thousand years secured let me say it one more thing because I don't think you hear me my brothers my sisters your healing was already completed at least eight thousand years ago I said at least eight thousand years ago so how do we take a hold of it then we take a hold of it by believing God we take a hold of it by taking a hold of what you have said. We take a hold of it by reaching out to someone else to bring healing to them. I've learned this as I close. I've learned this. That if you just shelter yourself, then you miss out on the blessings. The Bible says it is more blessed to do what? To give than to receive. And if you really want to enjoy the benefit of your breakthrough, reach out and bring breakthrough to someone else. And as you do that, the Lord will confirm what he is already doing with you. I want you to bow your heads and just receive from the Lord right now. As I hand over to Pastor Mel. Just receive. Father, we are thankful this very day that you have healed us. For your word says, by your stripes, we were healed. We were healed. We thank you this day that you have comforted us. That you have gone out of your way to break off every yoke and bondage and everything that will come against us. We thank you this day that you are our deliverer. And you have declared, delivered us for us to proclaim, to declare what you have done. We thank you today, Lord, that well over 8,000 plus years ago, our healing was taken care of. And we bless you for this. Now, Lord, may we rise up and possess that healing. And then may we make one step further to bring healing and deliverance.
to those who have not yet experienced it, those who don't know that they were set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord glory, everyone.